They gonna get mad at me for this one. Is my mic on top? UK, US. Turn it up. Turn it up. Governor B. Let's go. You can turn the cameras on. Yeah, I love that. I love that song, man. I do. That's why it's my theme song. I might leave it there until I get another one that I like better than that one. It's got a hot beat on it. We dropping it like it's hot in here. We dropping the word of God. This is Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. This is the Voice of Dominion broadcast. This is KTYM. This is our studio and our gracious producer back there. Extraordinary. Brother Thomas, owner, moderator, and producer of greatness here in the studio today. We think we love you, brother. I just want to say I love you, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's right. I'm Gawai. Throw it up, brother. Um, this is the Voice of Dominion broadcast, and I'm Apostle Prophet Chris Ward. This is the uh, show that God has given us. Our base is Ward International Ministries. Our movement and advertising website, when I say advertising, it tells exactly what we're called to do is the Global Apostolic Ministerial Network, G-A-M-N dot life, L-I-F-E, G-A-M-N dot life. You can go there and our mission statement and more information about our ministry. And I have a, uh, a I, I think it's huge in my mind. I'm, I'm still wrestling with grappling with calling millennials into full-time ministry. And I was listening to a local radio station here and they had a bunch of kids on the radio. I said a bunch of kids, they were, I would assume between 20 and 30 years of age. Okay. And they did the show. The pastor wasn't on there. He gave it to the kids and they took off. And obviously they were young ministers on staff and they were faithful and they were talking about the church and they were talking about social media and how social media is ruining the church because people can look, they can go online on Facebook, on YouTube, and they can go to church while they're still at home in their pajamas. They were talking about the lack of of actual participation by, by weekly uh, attendance and the downfalls of that. And they was just running the pastors down and saying that she, we should get rid of social media in the church. And she went, and you know what the Holy Spirit said to me is, man, that's a religious spirit talking because the Bible says if the word is heard, it will not return void. It will go into a human spirit, a soul, and whether it manifests fruit that day is there. Okay. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the other principle is as a, uh, I'll be 64 this year, my, the Bible says raise up a child in the way he shall go, and when he's old, he will not depart. When he's older, he will not depart. And I, I can never forget when my life got off track and I was raised in a Judeo-Christian home, non-religious to the to the max. We did not go to church every week, but my mother, well, she read her Bible. And my daddy was a hardworking man. I got positive Christian attributes from both of them. Okay. And so, but the religious aspect of going to church every week and all that was not part of it. And I and I, you know, I'm so glad for media because I got saved through a media program. And, you know, they offered a number for me to for people to call. Call in. We want to, and boy, I was gonna let them have it. And the Holy Spirit said, Leave that alone, Chris. He said, I'm gonna straighten all that out. 
because God has a plan now to sanctify the church. And you're going to be sanctified. You can stay at home if you want to now. But the time is coming when, you know, there's going to be a dearth in the in in the earth of real leadership. So many pastors are dying and falling out of ministry and going to jail and turning to the LGBT community and coddling stuff and touching stuff that's unholy before the Lord. And as we head into the millennial reign, and we're in it since 2017, we've been in the millennial reign for two over two years now, okay, coming up on three years. And so as we continue to go into that, God's going to change this system. This system is unraveling. If you look at it, I have the news stuff on my – so whether it's sports or it's, it's economics or whatever, I get the – I get the little notifications. I got apps on my phone, and they send me notifications. So I'm I'm aware of what's going on around me. And then when I leave my house, I'm looking. My wife was sharing with me the other day. This woman was walking down the street in one of the neighborhoods with her little eight-year-old girl. This man circled and, and ogled, and, you know, she was looking weird. And he drove around the block and came back and pulled the car up next to the curb and snatched the woman's child from her. Say like you're gonna need Jesus to save you before it's done. And that's church or non-church people. It doesn't matter. If you're religious and you don't have a relationship and you're not praying and your money is out of place and you don't ever thank God for nothing, you never praise him outside the church, you never spend time in the word, inquiring of the work of his hands where your life is concerned. In other words, you have no idea what your gifts, talents, and abilities are and what your ministry is. You're going to be in a world of trouble. Trouble, trouble. You're going to be in it. And at that point, the world will holler out and cry loud for Jesus, just like they did when he was here. The Bible says, you know, there were people as he was going around where they cried out, thou son of David, thou son of David. You're you going to be crying out, thou son of David. Oh, you can skate long as you want to. You can stay there. But I was particularly not offended, but just alerted to the millennial mindset and how this religious teaching has gotten into them. And it does not bear glory. And I want to call in and ask them, have any of y'all ever led anybody to the Lord? Oh, you have? When was that? 1973, right after you was born? <laughs> how many of y'all led somebody? I was going to ask them, listen, hi, how you doing? This is Apostle and Prophet Chris Ward. Have any of you guys led anybody to the Lord today? No. Have you led anybody to the Lord this week? No. Have you led anybody to the Lord this month? No. Do you know how to lead somebody to the Lord? Uh, yeah, go to go go to Amazon and get the book Radical Evangelism, Apostle Chris Ward. Guess what? It's there and it'll teach you how to do that. That's why I wrote the book. And the second book is The Three Seeds of Faith. And that's in the process right now. And hopefully right after the first year, I'll have it done. Uh, but... I was just taken aback by them, and I got saved and filled with the Spirit by a television program. Man, anybody that wants to preach the gospel um, um, and use the Internet or television or the social media to do it, leave them people alone. Let them, if they're really preaching the Word, okay? 
when the, the, the disciples was walking with Jesus and they said, there's another man, he's preaching. What should we do? Nothing, leave him alone. He's preaching the word, man. Wow. Now I'm going to turn it over to you, Alex <laughs> Alex Jones. I just got fired up there. They fired me up. I was sitting in my garage um, on Sunday night around 10, and these kids was going off on people, talking about preachers and all that stuff. And they better watch that stuff because, you you know, if you don't really know what you're talking about and you put your mouth on, mouth on the man or woman of God who's doing what God told them to do, there's a consequence for that. The angels and the Holy Spirit is there watching and listening to you. Trust me, there's going to be some time when you're going to need an angel to show up to save your life. And it's probably already happened a hundred times that you didn't even know. But you just keep running the men and women of God down and see. Mess up your blessing. That's right. Mess up your blessing. So this, that's the, that voice is the <laughs> Minister Alexander Jones, a teacher extraordinary. Take it away, man. What, what you want to tell the people today? Well... As a millennial myself, I understand the mindset of where they're coming from because for the last 20, 30 years, the church has been playing games with the people. It's been a dog and pony show. And I remember when I started going to church when I was younger, I hated going. My parents had to, uh, I used to lock the door on Sunday morning. <laughs> uh-uh. Wait, wait. You, you know they was going to come get you up and go to church yep. and lock the door? <laughs> I, even, I even tried to pretend to be asleep, and my mom would throw hot water on me to get me out of bed to go to uh-uh. morning. Yeah. Get, what, how old were you when that was taking place? Uh, 12, 13. 12, 13. And where were you living at then? I was in Germany. You was in Germany? Yeah. And so they had Christian churches in Germany? Yeah. When you were 12? Okay. All right. Praise the Lord. But you locked the door. <laughs> I can hear now. Alex, open this door. <laughs> wow. And what was the reason for that? Uh, when I was younger, I didn't really understand. I knew who Jesus was. I received Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior twice. Uh, when I was younger, about five years old, and then again at nine. And I really understood what that meant. But you I still did, you did understand what it meant? I did okay, but I didn't understand the whole concept of what that means as far as the whole salvation package. I knew who Jesus was, I knew who God was, but that was the extent of my relationship with him, just like most of the people nowadays. Wow, you know what? I just found something out about you I didn't know. Praise God. <laughs> Praise the Lord, he locked the door when, <laughs> when Jesus came knocking. <laughs> no, but that's, you know, and that, that's a real point that you have there. Mm-hmm. People don't really, and that's what we talked about that in our last show. You got to have a personal relationship. The word without the Holy Spirit's interaction breeds religion. And that's what the kids couldn't see, that people were staying home because there were no real, the the word, manifested without the power of God manifesting signs, miracles, and wonders breeds religion. Mm-hmm. The word itself is beneficial. Just having a preacher standing on the corner hollering about Jesus saved, Jesus healed, and you see some of them, they got a megaphone in their mouth and they're preaching the word. But the anointing needs to be necessary, and then they have to be taught and discipled to really understand the full magnitude of one, who God is, two, that he's their source, and three, how do I interact with that to get the benefit package that he has? And that benefit package is big, man. It's a deliverance from 
from death, from, from premature death, it's deliverance from ignorance, which is what? He said in um uh in Isaiah he'd give you I think it's chapter it's chapter eleven, he would give you wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel and might to know what to do. And in this world, man, this thing is twisting and turning out of control. I don't care how saved you are, how much money you give, how holy you think you are. You're going to have a circumstance pop up and didn't have anything to do with your sin. It had to do with the sin of the world. Okay. And you're going to need some solutions from God. The other thing is total deliverance from sickness, disease, and infirmity. I'm right now, I'm taking some therapy for some issues that popped up in my body as a result of playing football all them years. I had a left shoulder and I'm worried they working to, Working that thing, man. I went to, well, woke up this morning and, and it said, before I got to the bathroom, it said, good morning, I'm here. <laughs> you was fooling with me yesterday and I, my shoulder was saying, hello, good morning. And I was like, wow. But it's getting better. But the range of motion and the healing process is taking place. As I it moved it. And I told my my therapist, I said, listen, I haven't been able to use that, use my left hand to reach behind my back and fix my collar for 15 years. And I can read, and you know, she takes me through the stretching programs. When, Let me see this. Let me see that. She wants to see the progress. And so guess what? You're going to need the power of God for sickness, disease, and infirmity. And infirmity is an, a weakness, an inbred weakness that develops as a result of maybe a trauma here, boy, or you, it may be in your DNA. And I started praying over that. Any iniquities or infirmities that are in my DNA, I'm asking God to, to change them now. Because I'm saying, you know, I don't want to be dealing with the, As you get older, you become, um, if you allow your flesh to rule you and you buy into the world's mindset of I'm having a senior moment, I'm getting older now and this, that, and the other, and things don't, and you, st- you start to accept the mindset that this body doesn't operate the way it's supposed to be because you're getting older. Well, that's the devil's mindset. That's because of thousands of years of condemnation that he's telling you you're getting older now. You can't, and then you, you, you grab a newspaper, you need to grab, grab your glasses and all that kind of stuff. Now, all that is iniquity and his infirmities that sometimes you were born into or you grow into them in age. The other thing is the supernatural manifestation of finances, mm-hmm. that your needs will be met, your bills will be paid, and you have plenty more to put in store. We talked about that last week. So, But, yeah, go ahead, man. That's interesting. So uh, how did you – well, when I met you, how old were you? 16. Okay, so approximately four years after – you can. The, that's the last time you can remember that you were f- refusing to come. What did you? You guys well, moved to. <clears throat> I was. Know? I was when I was younger, but eventually I just adapted and started going. And then there was a transition because I would go to church and I would just be pay, uh, diddling and not paying attention, going to the bathroom, doing altar call. Oh wow! Yeah, just to get out of it. But then I got onto the ushers board and I just was directing people to the seats and whatnot, taking up the offering. And, and it got me more involved in the church, and then I actually started put, putting on the programs and stuff with the other teens there. Oh, that's that, – I didn't know that. Wow. Man, why you been hiding all the goodies about <laughs> yourself? All right, go ahead. So you start so, – so really what happened is you got involved in ministry. Mm-hmm. And that – engaged you and you know what really happened the holy spirit started working with you Mm -hmm. because that is the first step 
to being a full-time minister is you have to hold up the hands and arms of a man or woman, a guy who's already working through their church, through getting involved in church auxiliaries. That's the first step to ministry. Go ahead. So after that, I went through a little slouch because then there was a divorce in my family, and so that kind of broke things up. How old were you when that when that took place? I was fourteen. You was fourteen. Yeah. Okay. There was a divorce. Okay. And did that come with a change of location as well? Yes. Because you was in Germany at twelve. I was in Germany. My my dad left. He left, and we stayed in Germany until he left. Mom. When when he left, how old were you? I was fifteen. Okay, you was fifteen. Okay, and you stayed in Germany until our term was up, and then we came to L.A. Until your term was up, your mom was in the service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and then you came to L.A. And what year was that? That was two thousand five, August. Two thousand five, and when did I meet you? December. December. That uh, same year. Oh wow! So only four months. You had only been here four months when I met you. I thought you had been here a couple, Mm-mm. a little while. And you was what school? What school were you going to? Inglewood High School. Inglewood. <laughs> <laughs> yay yay! <laughs> and I was running the Bible study over there. Mm-hmm. And Alex was sitting in a. They had these. Uh, you know, in Inglewood Library, they had study cubicles where you could actually interact verbally because you know when you go to the library they tell you shh be quiet because people are there studying and they reading and it's supposed to be a quiet atmosphere and non-intrusive and and they had st- places little study rooms and what was the second floor wasn't it third floor third floor study cubicles that were enclosed by glasses so you could have study groups where you could actually talk about stuff and do stuff and when i met you I was look. I had a group of young people. I had bought computers, and I was teaching them how to work computers. And you can't do that silently because they asking questions, and I'm teaching and this, that, and the other. And what was you doing? I was in there watching, watching movies and playing video games. You was in there dilling around. <laughs> <laughs> and I asked him kind. Of, I said, "Son, listen. I know you you have the cubicle, but uh, would you mind if we 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 came in and and um, if we could use the cubicle, because I got these kids here with these computers, and I need to talk to them about how to operate them. I was trying to teach them certain operations that I had to do with real estate, as a matter of fact. And uh, what did you say? I said, okay. And you said, okay. And then you invited me to the Bible study in Pray- high school. What? And the rest is history. And you was how old then? 16? Yeah. 15? 16, 15 and a half? 16. 14 and a half? <laughs> <laughs> and so how many years have you been been associated with our ministry? Well, like 2006 to now, 19. Has it been beneficial? Absolutely. Okay. And see, I think that's a that's a real issue as to why you weren't engaged initially. They didn't have anything that piqued your interest to to get you involved in church and as you grew older, the, how did you go about being on on the on the uh, Usher's board. How did you? How did that happen? A friend of mine, my best friend at the time, he was his mom was the uh, the leader of the Usher's board, and she invited me to become an usher. And I said, okay, why not? Oh wow, that's wonderful, man. So there has to be something in the church, and you know, right now the millennials are captivated with the supernatural. I'm looking at these movies right now. Christmas time is coming up. And every commercial break are games, okay? And the and the, the millennials and the Y generation, 
are into gaming. Uh-huh. They're in the virtual reality with the goggles, and they got stuff now that you can get with your phone where you get goggles with your phone, and it can take you into another universe, man. It's the stuff that they can create now because of the technology. And it has the supernatural has cap cap tape has taken captive this generation. You got Flash, you got Superwoman, you got Black Lightning. You have about 4,000 different shows through media. <clears throat> that doesn't count all the video games that they've, they're advertising now. Xbox has this thing where it's an Xbox suite or something. You buy it and you pay it a monthly fee to play all the games you want to play all day long. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know about that? Yeah, I do. You play games? I'm a big gamer. Uh, what? You big game? <laughs> big game? <laughs> what games do you play? Um, A lot of different shooters and action, RPG. Shooter games? Mm-hmm. Where they shooting up stuff? Mm-hmm. You got a gun that goes with it? How does that work? No, you just, it depends. <laughs> they do have peripherals like that, but mostly it's just the controller. Just the controller? Mm-hmm. Wow. And so you playing Mortal Kombat and what else? And uh, Battlefield, Call of Duty, stuff like that. Wow. Call of Duty. Well, that's apropos for what we talking about, <laughs> you being called into duty to be a millennial preacher. And, you know, you called it to, to really reach out to those millennials to help me reach mm-hmm. them. And I, I really do believe that's part of the, the gifts that you have, Ben, is you understand the mindset. So, yeah, that's, that's wild. I found out some things about you I never knew, man. Praise the Lord. It was such a great idea my wife had that she said, turn him loose <laughs> and let him go. And so you, when we were at, and we just going through your, your biography a little bit, uh, the biography of how we met and what took place. And so what happened at Inglewood High School? You came to the Bible study and what? And the very first day I got filled with the Spirit. Got filled with the Spirit. Now, explain to people what being filled with the Spirit is. The evidence of speaking in new tongues and the ability to hear from the voice of God audibly and in your soul. Mm. I want to go to the scripture here since he said that. Okay. Uh, Acts 1 7 says, and he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the um, this is 1 8, but you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Okay. Let me back up because there's a point I want to make here. Acts 1, 4 says, And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, you have heard of me. Verse 5 says, For John truly baptized with water, but you should be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Now notice in, in Acts chapter 1, 5, it does not talk about any power there. I got this revelation night before last. I was reading, I was going through this, or it might have been last night before last, I was reading this. It was about 11, 11 o'clock, and my, my time between 10 and 12.30 is the time I do a lot of meditation and reading because it's quiet. And it says, For John truly baptized you with water, but you should be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. It says, When they therefore were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? So their minds were somewhere else. He telling them, listen, I'm getting ready to give you the greatest gift I can give you, and they worried about who's going to be greatest in the kingdom. 
Isn't that a word? Mm-hmm. That's just the way man do stuff. And it says here, and he said unto them, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father had put in his own power. But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, after you get filled with the Spirit, after you learn, after you allow your heavenly languages praying in other tongues to come to place, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and into the uttermost parts of the earth. So what the kids didn't, going back to the radio show that we've been talking about the last two shows, they didn't understand because that was the first scripture that bubbled up in my spirit. Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. But we see here, we see being filled with the spirit. But then the, he said, but you shall receive power. Now you have the Holy Ghost and power. So you can be filled with the spirit. You can have a tongue talking experience and not be filled with power. The you going into all the world to preach the gospel, okay, is what causes the power to be added with the Holy Ghost. Wow. See, and, I, and, and, and that, is, that explains so much for me. Uh, I want to get the scripture in because we're almost done. I'm going to let you close this out, and then the next show, you got it. But th- this was very enlightening for me and for you for because you allow me to see that you got to engage people. There has to be something that's engaging. But let's go to Acts 10.38. I want you to see it again. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, man, I was studying that, and I was looking at it, and all of a sudden, man, that thing jumped on me. And I said, Lord, what is you talking about? It says here, Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. So whenever you see and, it's an additional. It's not, it didn't say with Mm. the Holy Ghost or with power. It said and. So he was anointed from the outside in, got and actually, he didn't have to be filled with the Spirit evidence the way that we do because he was born of the Spirit. That's dunamis power. Yeah. But and with power is an anointing that comes on a person who's going to be a witness. That scripture came, them two scriptures came to me the other night, and I was like, wow, what a powerful revelation that is. Because you have a lot of people that babble in tongues and do all that, and they do all that publicly and all that. But they're not ministering, so the manifestation of all that he is, all that he has, and all that he can do will not manifest itself. Why? Because the power of the Holy Spirit is released to, in, and through people kingdom who are given to ministry, kingdom participants. Wow. Take it away. You got, man, you you want to go to another scripture? You got time to go to a scripture, but I want you to make that altar call before we leave here today. Oh. Uh, let's go back to 2 Corinthians 9 8. It Second was, Corinthians nine eight. There was something that we uh, talked about in there, mm-hmm. in regards to sowing your seed, and after you give your seed, there was an act of thanksgiving that comes from the manifestation of your your believed object. Second Corinthians nine eleven. Nine eleven says, "Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God." So one of the things you recognize is when you realize that God is your source and when he manifests the things that you've been believing God for, you begin to thank him for all the things that he has done for you, all the things that he is doing for you and all the things that he will do for you in the future. And you thank him for all the things that may not be where you want them to be, but you, are, you have something to work with. 
for the administration of this service not only supplies the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings to God. Wow, for the administration of this service. Mm-hmm. So you got you got to kick this this service thing got to be kicked in. That's ministry right there. Not only not only supplied the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Oh, abundant! Oh Lord, let's look at this <laughs> word here. I I can't pass it up. Abundant to superabound in quality or quantity. Be in excess. Be superfluous. Also, transitively to cause to superbound or excel, abound, abundance, abundant, be better, enough, and to spare, exceed, excel, increase, be left, rebound, remain, over and above. So that means you're going to move into a place of more than more than enough. And I've been living in that place actually for, for over 30 years when I say over 30 years, and it just continues to get bigger. So we got we got enough time to lead the people to the Lord. Y'all stay tuned because we're gonna find out some more stuff about Alexander the teacher, my son. If you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repeat this prayer to me. Say, Father, I believe that you died for me. I ask you to come into my heart, to live inside of me, be Lord over my life, now and forever. Holy Spirit, fill me with the revelation of you and the knowledge and fear of the Lord. Show me what my purpose is and begin to operate in my life now and forever. In Jesus' name, amen. This is the Voice of Dominion broadcast. Yay, yay. Visit us on www.gamn.life. Our YouTube channel, the Voice of Dominion broadcast. Podcast of Voice of Dominion. Check us out. Yeah. Till next week.